Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, everybody, and welcome to The Bachelor Wrap Up. I'm Amy, here as always with the lovely Haley Strong. Haley, we made it. How are you feeling? Amy, I just wanted to let you know that you're the person I podcast with the most. Okay. And, you know, I I just had to tell you that I need it. Like, I just wanted to show you how serious I was. I'm so serious that I brought my headphones um and i just i just can't picture podcasting about the bachelor without you but you podcast with other people and well, i didn't I know, really come here to compete but, but you told me to explore other podcasts so i don't <laughs> understand why you're upset with me <laughs> i'm just gonna peace out right now just <laughs> it's too much to cover <laughs> you put us in a competition oh my goodness what what, what is even under? You know what? I think for the first time in Bachelor history, we actually did need the the two night finale. Wow, you heard it here first. Yeah. <laughs> this yeah, there's the first time for everything, and I think you are correct. Like there wasn't really any filler. There were random people mm-hmm. in the audience. They didn't even talk to these people. So what were they doing there? Uh, I almost felt like at in the last like. 25 minutes of the of last night's episode i almost felt like we were a little rushed i was like could we have used an extra hour here maybe (laughs) who am i yeah we've had three hour nights before where it's like two hours of the show then the hour of the after the final row so yeah that's been done before yeah no red carpet no fluff like that um but a lot of pure content pure content yes so so much content to close out a very long season after season after season of Bachelor, Bachelorette, VIP. How do you feel like this season and this finale, um, the rose ceremony from hell, the most dramatic as Jesse's trying to, you know, make that new claim to fame is like, how do you feel about this as like kind of closing this chapter of the Bachelor series? Is it representative um, of what we've dealt with? Oh, what a great question. And I'm so thrown by it. Um, oh, my gosh. I think it, 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 it hmm, hmm, hmm. I feel like it's hard for me to see this as 
God, I don't even know. Chunk because we've switched hosts three times. Well, that and I always find like I always find Bachelor in Paradise to be like the wrap up of like an era. Right. But now, so I mean, part of my question, which some of the listeners may not know, is that there were tweets that went out from one of the producers, Robert Mills, who said that um, the Bachelorette season is not going to premiere until July 11th. Typically, it's usually, you know, end of May. So we're we actually are getting some time off finally from, you know, there's so much burnout. We've tried to get people to guest with us that, you know, normally might be a mainstay. And they're like, oh, I gave up. <laughs> season. We can't blame them. Right. No, but also you're going to. OK, everyone's going to think I'm I'm whacked. I am like a little disappointed we're waiting until July. <laughs> You're going to come back to this. People are going to play this clip and they're going to say, you, <laughs> you believe you said stupid that. Stupid idiot. Yeah. They're going to be like, Haley, we've just spent six months like listening to to you every week say like, I can't wait for this to be over. And you're only you're like, want, you're wishing your time off away. Um, I, I don't know, man. I just, I'm, I'm going to miss you. I'm going to miss yeah. you. I'm getting, you know, I think that's part of it. Um, It's going to be weird. I haven't really had like a podcasting off season in like a couple of years, just because like when this is over, Top Chef usually starts back up. So it's going to be, I'm going to have like, go on. It's not. Top what? Chef isn't going on after this. Well, it's, it's, it'll probably end in like, May and that's usually okay. when the Bachelorette starts back mm-hmm. up. But mm-hmm. it's just after May, I'm just gonna be like skipping around the neighborhood. I guess I'm, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to like beg for guest spots. <laughs> Other podcasts. Yeah, I think we'll. You and I will pop up here and there, and um, we definitely, if there's really important Bachelor Nation news, we are not above doing an emergency podcast about that. But yeah, it will be a long off season i mean i am excited to see the two bachelorettes this historic you know they're actually i think they finally are listening to us <laughs> mm-hmm. we've talked about this idea because was it bachelor new, new zealand, zealand? That's or australia using a new uh, like a, a lily from new zealand right so we didn't watch that but we heard about the concept and and really liked that idea mm-hmm. will they go you know and above the above the board approach, I don't see that they're I don't see that they're going to just be like, oh, yeah, girl power kind of thing. Yeah. But um, I'm sure we'll get angry about something as it goes on. But I do like that both of these women are getting the opportunity. I do, too. Um, we can talk a little bit more about it later, but I was a little disappointed to like miss out on one of them and I felt like we hadn't gotten any rumors about who the bachelorette was going to be and I I didn't even really think this was going to be an option Mm -hmm. no I wouldn't have thought that either so yeah I think um, there's speculation that this was a really last minute decision to offer it to both and do a two person season it didn't even seem like they knew yeah so I think that's really what is behind the July date it's like oh wait we have to like really plan these different beats and rose ceremonies and dates and travel if there's going to be travel so I can see um, the formula is shifting a little bit and they need a little more prep time so I th- I don't know. I think we'll take that off season. <laughs> we'll we it. will. And yeah, when, I, I, July is going to be here before we know it. Mm-hmm. 
And I think this will be more effective anyway, because I could see them then going from Bachelorette right into Bachelor in Paradise, um, filling that spot that or that false spot that um, we've usually had a Bachelorette season in the last two years and then right into the Bachelor. And then that's the new off season rather than have like bits of pieces of off season. Mm hmm. Yeah, now they've they've figured out that they can do Tuesdays in in the fall. So I feel like VIP feels like it, it's been sometimes two nights a week. So if it just switches to just being on Tuesdays, I know it feels like a summer show, but I have a feeling, yeah, that it will just maybe be pushed back and it'll, and they can maybe even film it later in the summer now because of mm-hmm. I would think they would want some people from this new season, but I guess they don't really need to. They have a lot of cast still available so we'll see how that goes but yeah um, I thought it was interesting that they announced that right away Mm -hmm. I I was really surprised very Mm -hmm. very surprised Mm -hmm. so (laughs) it's hard to even go back to Monday night just because we've like you said so much uh, content but we start out with Jesse saying what you will see will rock America to its core uh, nothing will compare and this is the rose ceremony from hell so what do you think is hyperbole there what do you think like i think the rose ceremony from hell like there we haven't really had like terrible rose ceremonies in the past so i think that was maybe fitting but did it rock you to your core no because i've I mostly expected what happened because we saw mm-hmm. so much of it in preview mm-hmm. um you know, we see Clayton kind of it's weighing on him that he hasn't he needs to tell the women, you know, and I will say I think it's fair game that he should be telling them like what happened, why Susie left, mm-hmm. um, it, that he has because he, because it was a deal breaker for Susie. So maybe if it's a deal breaker for the two women in front of him um, that he needs to say, hey, like I have told you this. I feel like this and then also this. So I think that's fair game. Now, something I didn't consider um, and I'm not I'm not I'm a little on the fence about either way. Like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, Was Gabby saying like you didn't even have the decency to tell us separately? Mm hmm. Um, Common theme. Yeah. Um, In the later instance, I definitely agree with her. And in this instance, not that I disagree with her. It's just that. Mm It didn't occur to me. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I think um, I don't know why he had to do it at the rose ceremony. I, I think he I've heard a lot of people say that, you know, he's just not experienced enough to know that you can push back with producers and say, like, hey, can I restructure this a different way? If they're just like, hey, well, the rose ceremony is next. Like, yeah, you don't typically have a cocktail party when there's only two people left or three people left. But, you know, if you could say, like, I need some time individual with each of you before we, like, have this rose ceremony. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he could have done that. And then um, it does seem very cruel to kind of have them have to have their reaction and emotions in front of the other, you know, their castmate. Mm-hmm. And instead of just individually with him. And then it's like, how... Do, who does he go to first? Yeah, who do you go to first and what do you say? And I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the that's the little bit of a weird part um, that I just I, I don't know the answer to. I don't think there is particularly a right answer here. Mm-hmm. But I think he 
it did seem like it was his idea and they just didn't talk him out of it because when he's talking with Jesse, so we see um, the episode on Monday night opens with, you know, he's in Reykjavik. He's alone um, at a church. Well, he's not alone because there's like a choir performing for him, but he's like sitting in there like Kevin McAllister and home alone, like listening to like getting emotional from the music. And uh, he's saying like, I need someone to help me because I'm so broken. And then of course that person is Jesse. They sit on a park bench. I don't know that Jesse gave him a lot of help. He just sort of repeated back to him what Clayton had already decided. Like, I need to, you know, um, I don't, I have my walls up now. I don't want, you know, them to move forward with me if they're going to have that same reaction, I think. And so I have to be a thousand percent transparent um, because they could leave and I have to accept that they could leave. And I think he just wanted to like, feel like everyone was on the same page, but it, Mm-hmm. I think it's part of maybe his sports background coming out that has kind of carried through where it's like he's talking to his like he's a coach and he's talking to his team like <laughs> this is where we're at and like this is the next step and here's what's happened I want you to be on the same page we all have the same playbook that we're operating out of now and um, it just yeah didn't go over too well and as we see throughout this that Gabby and uh, Rachel both have very you know different reactions I think Gabby's more like come like confronting it and angry and Rachel's more and which is a surprise to me because I would have figured it would be opposite oh, okay interesting um yeah I think the theme of this week's episodes were that I don't think Clayton is malicious or manipulative I think he's dumb and yeah. can't put himself in other people's shoes right right like it never occurred to him at any point to think about how the women were feeling which mm-hmm. is frustrating. Mm-hmm. It never occurred to him. He only saw his journey. So I saw Blake um, from Becca Kufrin's season, you know, who was final to um, tweet that, you know, that's kind of alluding to, I don't have the exact words, but that, you know, because Clayton never made it very far. Like mm-hmm. he didn't go to hometowns, never was part of, you know, final two, final four, um, fantasy suite week that, not that he, he sh- I don't think that should preclude him from empathizing. Mm-hmm. He hasn't had that direct experience, but you know, yeah. like Matt James didn't either, and mm-hmm. plenty of Bachelorette leads didn't. Um, but to, yeah, to not think that they would maybe think about what would happen after all of this and how they might feel outside of the Bachelor bubble. Um, but do you think that maybe for Bachelor seasons, especially, that like, should it be like a top four or top three? guy or is it just Clayton didn't really get I, it? I just I just think you have to find somebody who has who can like understand empathy mm-hmm. yeah or like put themselves in somebody else's shoes because like I feel like somebody who hasn't like gone through the bachelor and sure I've watched a lot like I feel like I could still empathize for the people in that situation right right I don't know I just thought it was um I just I and I don't know how much of it was the producers being like yeah that'll be fine. I'm sure they'll be fine with that. Right. Right. Like, I don't know. Yeah. It seemed to work out um, the location and you can probably speak to it more because you've been there, right? It just seemed very foreboding and like, and maybe paired with the music, but just like for such a dramatic rose ceremony, mm-hmm. um, it just seemed to really fit the mood. So I don't it know. It did. Was I thought it was like a perfect location. Yeah. Um, and it also had great acoustics for the being cry. able to hear Rachel cry. Exactly. Um, so we see um, 
what I thought was interesting too, I don't think we typically see this maybe like a little bit, but where, or maybe it's just because they have this huge staircase to climb, but we see Jesse greeting them individually and kind of like, it seemed almost like it was the final two moment, you know, since mm-hmm. there were only two left and like, Oh, like, how's this week been? And how are you feeling? What are your emotions tonight? And so then they, um, it's, um, I'm not Rachel and Susie, I keep saying Susie, uh, Rachel and Gabby are there. And, um, then they start kind of questioning, wait, where's Susie? Have you seen her? You know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it's Clayton coming up next. And I felt like it was really interesting just throughout this to try to interpret the like facial expressions and how, you know, uh, Rachel had some great facial expressions later on, but just like how they might be feeling and what they're thinking. Um, so you'd think maybe it'd be like happy because it's like, oh, we're in the final two. But then Clayton shows up and you could just looks, tell, like, yeah. I feel like they could just sense that something was off. Yeah. He even says the person that's in front of you is not the person that you were last with, which was, that's not something you would expect to hear um, at that stage. Mm-mm. Um, and the, at this point they start even showing, um, like audience reactions. Uh, I thought that was really awkward. Like they had that picture in picture going yeah. on. Um, what would your face have looked like through this rose ceremony? If like you were in the audience and they randomly, or if they randomly captured you and Ethan, uh, sitting at home, did you have any like jaw drop moments? Um, it would, it would probably like a lot of yikes face and a lot of like raised eyebrow. Like you gotta be kidding me. <laughs> right right so this is where you know the scene that we've saw in all the previews um you know says like he says like obviously Susie is not here um I was in love with her and I'm you know in love with both of you and I was intimate with both of you and yeah they both just are just kind of stunned and then they go kind of their separate ways like i think gabby says first like i just need a moment um they split off and then it's just clayton awkwardly standing there for a while um jesse coming up to him and then we follow both of the women and their reactions so um yeah what did you think of rachel's reaction just being so like just sobbing i think it's fair (laughs) i think it's i think both reactions are so fair and like i don't know i don't blame either of them Rachel's obviously devastated because I I feel like both of them had no reason to believe it wasn't them based Mm -hmm. on what Clayton was saying. Right. Right. Um, Yeah. And I think throughout the show, it just seemed like Rachel was obvious front runner. So I think if we're Mm -hmm. picking that up from watching, um, it just really makes sense that she would have had no doubt about that. I mean, I remember from her hometown Clayton saying like, I have no like, plans on hurting her i think that's what he said maybe that was Susie's. but i think it was to her father who was very like intimidating and um and then with gabby where it's like she seemed like she really wanted to just leave and it seemed like her intuition was kind of like maybe um telling her the right thing yeah you know? exactly. yeah absolutely like follow your gut mm-hmm. so i just felt horrible for gabby because throughout this it's like I'm sure the producers were like, well, just, you know, like, can you give another chance? And then Clayton trying to convince her. So um, when they eventually, yeah, I felt really bad for Gabby that it seemed like 
all these different angles were trying to, you know, I'm sure production was trying to get her to stay. And then we see Clayton later, you know, basically take back her, like try to get her to like change her mind when she decides to leave. So um, I don't know if that was more just like he didn't want, he didn't know at that point who he was going to choose since he had thought it would be Susie or if it's like, well, we can't just end with one person. I mean, why can't you just end with one person? I do. I I think it's been a great ending. (laughs) I think part of it is that, um, that Clayton didn't know, but I think part of it was also like what Gabby said, where it's like your pride was already hurt. You didn't want somebody else to leave you. Yeah. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mm -hmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. So when they kind of split apart, um, Gabby comes up to him first. But at first there was that awkward moment where it's like he thinks she's coming to (laughs) talk to him. And then she's just like walking past. And so we kind of see a little bit more behind the scenes in these moments. But um, she does talk to him first and says like, well, why wouldn't you just save like saying that? Why wouldn't you save it? Mm -hmm. Um, It seemed like both of them were more upset about the the saying you're in love, saying I love you. and then Clayton says this line, the woman I walk out with is the one I love the most. And um, I thought Gabby had a very fair and very eloquent reaction to this about like, no, like you can't measure this. Like, oh, it's just I, I the most love you out of these three um, that she just wants to be loved and and to not measure it. Um, what do you think? Do you think love in this setting can be measured or what do you think? Um, you said this Gabby on this. I think in this situation it has to be like quantified somehow. Right. Um, and like the way it's like, who do you picture life with? Who whose values align with yours? Yeah. Um I I don't know. I I feel like in this instance it does kind of have to be quantified in a way that you can like pick who's your number one at the end. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's just like not something to say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um where it's like, yeah, I think that's like not the right way to put it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like maybe think that in your mind, Clayton, but but don't say it. Um, and then he talks to Rachel, and she's more like um, just so heartbroken. Whereas Gabby was more trying to get like answers. I feel like and like confront him. Um, Rachel's just like really. I think shocked that it wasn't her. And then we find out later um, in the, after the final rose that he had said things to her. Like I haven't said, I love you in six years to anyone. So you can understand that why she would think like, it's gotta be me. For sure. And like all of these women have probably watched the show and know that like, for the most part, the guys don't say it until the end or the lead doesn't say until the end. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, So Clayton says, you know, I think this is worth fighting for, but it's just interesting. Like he's saying that to both of them again. So it's like, they're, they're feeling very hurt that they're like kind of on their relationship. Isn't where they thought and that they're both kind of equal, but 
And he's kind of saying the exact same thing to both of them to kind of get mm. them to stay. And yeah, when he calls them, um, Rachel is called first. She says, yes. Um, and Gabby says, I can't, I'm sorry. And she says it kind of quietly. So I don't think Rachel really knew what was happening until she sees like Gabby walking away. And then the look on her face when she is like the only one holding a wild expression. Yeah. It was like this whole range of feelings. Um, how did you interpret that? Um, I never felt like I was getting anything from Rachel that she was like excited that she was the only one. Like, I think she Mm -hmm. was very surprised. I think she cares very much about Gabby and was like, Oh no. And then it dawned on her. It's like, Oh no, I'm the last one here. Am I going to just like do this by default? Like, Mm -hmm. does he even want to be with me? Right. Right. I think she, like, what does this mean? What do we skip to? Like, what, what does this process look like now? I think she was almost relieved when Gabby came back. It seemed like that. Yeah. Because, you know, she said something like she started talking kind of to herself, like, what, I'm the only one here. Like, that's not fair to anyone. And I'm sure it's like, yeah, you want to be like chosen. You don't want to just like end up with it. You want to have the proposal moment if that's what it's going to be. You want to like mm-hmm. work through and do these things. But um, yeah, I think there would have been a way to. Like, I think that would have been an interesting thing to follow if it was like, okay, you're the last one here, but we still have a lot of like things to work through, see if we're compatible, I'll meet my family. And I'm sure like the production wouldn't have loved that. But um, so he follows Gabby. I just didn't really like that. He couldn't just let it be because obviously like he doesn't choose her in the end. And he was well, thinking. And that's the thing. It's like, if you're saying to Gabby, like, please like stay, like fight for this then she has to be the one you're picking in the end or else you're just an asshole right and then what is it yeah what do you feel like you know how is Rachel gonna interpret that like oh like he runs after her then wait now I want to turn my rose in you know yeah yeah so yeah I think it's totally fair like the all the reactions that both of them have um and then I thought it was interesting that when Gabby's back up there he does like he calls her again and Mm -hmm. i wonder if like they wanted to do like another take as if like maybe they would cut that out if you know the narrative didn't work that way you know like maybe what if he did choose her maybe that would never have aired interesting i never thought about that uh so then we are back at like we're kind of cutting to the live audience and um interesting selection of alumni that are there for the first night um so we see that um nick is there michelle is there and claire i mean what a you're right like what a selection and it doesn't get less weird on night two either right so night two we have caitlin rodney and cassie so Cassie, like, that was the most shocking to me. Mm-hmm. Claire was pretty shocking to me, too, because I felt like she is kind of distancing. Like, I feel like it was like a mutual distancing. Like, yeah. the show didn't really want want her. Like, they wanted to just kind of embrace Tasha, And, like, that was Tasha's season. But what was interesting to me was the lack of Tasha. Like, I think this was a clear, like, that Tasha's kind of separated herself. Like, whereas, like, Caitlin is kind of like, okay, I'm still, like... Yeah, I didn't get the job. Like they they passed over on us, um, but like she's still like kind of 
okay, I'll just put up with them, you know, their, their mm-hmm. treatment of us. But I think Tasha's like on to bigger and better things because she definitely would have been called otherwise, I think. And, you know, she's not on the, there's a lot of speculation about her not being on the affiliated podcast anymore. Um, so it's interesting. It's like, okay, we'll bring Claire back in. Um, Nick, who has been like so critical of Jesse Palmer's like abilities as host. Like he's always just like, oh, he's a nice guy. But um, so that was kind of awkward. And then Michelle, like she barely knows Clayton. So I yeah. think she did a good job of avoiding quite like just talking in generalities, not defending Clayton whatsoever. Like, oh, I know him. He's a great guy. Like nothing. Like I think she's like, no, like <laughs> he wasn't my choice to be bachelor either. And I'm sure she's thinking so. Yeah. Um, but we get that panel. Um, and then I'm trying to think, where does it end on night one? Just kind of with, we see the parents, like it's kind of like the Gabby and yeah, Rachel's storylines the- is kind of all night one. But I think they also meet the parents just after this panel. Yeah, so they meet. Um, what did What did Nick say again? I I I felt like what he said was pretty good, but I just yeah. don't remember what it was. I think the one point he had that was really good was that. Okay, Clayton's trying to be upfront and honest, but he still didn't tell them where his feelings stood with Susie. He never said like, "Well, actually, Susie was who I thought I was going to pick." Like they didn't have all the information going in, and I think that's what. Gabby alludes to in the after the final rose like I didn't have all the information like there was stuff that I didn't know like that she was trying to get at so I think yeah the fact that he didn't say like okay I thought I was going to pick Susie like now do you still want to stay like and see if it's like one of these two connections is really strong so it was strange to me that watching it I was still thinking like okay he's going to pick one of these these two women like mm-hmm. and especially with like how well the family visits went i think i was like along the lines with his family like when he started bringing up Susie, like where did that come from <laughs> i thought it like, came from nowhere it was so perplexing to me that he has he like convinces these women to stay and be like okay well like you'll meet my family we're gonna take this next step are you nervous they're really excited and then as soon as it felt like as soon as Rachel left after that second day he's like hey what'd you think and they're like we really liked both and he's like okay great um I really want to talk to Susie actually she's the other one and both of his parents look like they wanted to slap him upside the head yeah yeah like his dad hint. told him in like the kindest way possible many times that night that he's an idiot. I know. <laughs> exactly. Because it seemed like the first time that Clayton had heard that even just when he first started telling them what happened, like, yeah, so, you know, she was really upset and it's like, yeah, understandable. <laughs> like, It just didn't seem like to occur to him that the real world really is, you know. Yeah. They are all from the real world. So that's not acceptable for most people and yeah i think you know just to see both these women coming in with a great attitude and really like putting that behind them after all that they had gone through and um it just i just cannot believe that and it's like hard to talk about each of those visits as if they had any stakes but like at the time it seemed like okay he has a really hard decision um could but also, like, what's the point of doing yeah. that? But he's just been like leading them on, them on the entire time, right? 
Right. And I thought, you know, like Rachel, especially, you know, talking to his mom and about like she was able to just sort of like put it behind her and like talk about, you know, how compatible they were and all these great things she sees in him and, you know, their future and to like put them through all that work of, you know, talking to the parents, meeting them and and getting more, you know, connected to just say, okay, wait a minute. Now that I've thought about it, um, like there's nothing from a family visit that would make him have any doubts about them. Like the Mm -hmm. parents like them. So is it him getting wind that she could be still in Iceland or like the producers putting like little doubt in his ear? Like, well, how did you handle it? Like, you know, she was fighting for you and like him, like really realizing that, um, she wasn't trying to be the bachelorette or something like the things that he was thinking in the moment. It just I seemed really but there odd. Was like, but there was like a couple moments throughout the finale that made me start feeling like it was Susie's bachelorette audition. Like it really did. Mm-hmm. Um, and then so. Like them keeping her there to have all these different scenes with him. Well, well see in that one I can I can justify by saying they probably wanted to keep all three in Iceland no matter what happened until the end of rap so that they didn't have any spoilers. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So can that I that. can justify there. Um, but I would say uh, it, we'll, we'll get to it. But I felt like her, um, her like ending where the proposal is that mm-hmm. really felt like a bachelorette audition to me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think. It seemed really strange when, like, Clayton brought it up to his family, and they're kind of like, okay, well, what's so great about this Susie person? You know, like, you've got two great women here. And he's just like, she's everything I could have ever asked for. And it's like, then why did we all waste our time meeting these two absolutely lovely women? But, like, if you're not going to pick them, then what's the point? What are we doing here? Mm -hmm. And why are you stringing them along? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then it seemed like Jesse showed up like at the exact right, like he was waiting outside the door. Like mm-hmm. as soon as this was uttered, it's like, hey, she's still in Iceland, so uh, let's see what happens here. And then, um, oh, why did his brother keep saying that they got this place on Airbnb? <laughs> oh, because Airbnb was a sponsor. Oh, okay. I noticed it. I noticed it in like the credits of like, um, what's it called? Like consideration, like sponsorship consideration from Airbnb. Okay. Per- <laughs> That's the only way it can yeah. make sense. Yeah. Um, has anybody found this place on Airbnb? <laughs> I feel like Ethan said he was going to go look it up, but I don't know if he ended up doing it. Okay. Consider that for your Iceland layover. <laughs> yes. In the middle of nowhere. Um, very pretty house, but uh, so yeah, that this point then, Clayton wants, we seem like sitting in bed journaling and he wants to, like, he just realized it is Susie, even if she doesn't want me, like, since I know, like, I have stronger feelings for Susie, I have to let these other women go. And so I might end up alone. That's fine. But just knowing what I know. But yeah, why didn't he know that? There's nothing from the family visit that would make him know that. Like, I know. If anything, it should be stronger because you can see, like, how, you know, they are in love with you. They, like, stand behind you. Like, I just really wanted to, like, smack him, too, and be like, obviously, like, one of these women is the one for you. Not, um... I don't know like they're all great so well and, and if it was it was interesting to me that 
Clayton's mom was pretty like hardcore about Susie left you. Mm-hmm. Gabby wanted to leave you. Like, yeah. She tried. So like Rachel's your pick. Right. I Where it seemed wise. like Clayton's dad had like a bit of a crush on Gabby and like wanted him to pick her. <laughs> right. Well, I like how the dad was like, I respect that, honestly, that you you left. And like I like had no problem with that. Susie did that either. Um, but where I think the mom was like, let's make the safe choice here. But we've also seen, you know, bachelors kind of in their head, head versus heart, not knowing, like mm-hmm. picking someone, but then they're, you know, they really wanted to pick someone else or they didn't pick. So I kind of felt like, okay, I felt like Rachel was really like the one for him. Yeah. And, and, and we it, saw and it throughout the season. It, we've had the the situation too, where like Des, we all thought she was going to pick Brooks and then he left. Mm-hmm. And now she's been married to Chris for 10 years. Right. Yeah. So like, there's something to the leaving part. <laughs> um, although she was totally justified in leaving. And I don't know. I, I also got kind of the, you know, I know we always compare like their, even their names are similar, but like Colton season, mm-hmm. like the Cassie thing, like it just seemed like Susie was almost put in a place where like, like she has to go do all these things. Like what can she do? Like, because yeah. like, she couldn't go home you know mm-hmm. um well and do you think she expected to see his parents there that would have been really strange because i don't think she would have agreed to meet them but oh yeah, that was a really awful moment yeah why did they have to have her show up when he's there like why couldn't he go to where she is um to like in front of his parents be like hey okay can we go talk and then she didn't obviously go back in because she wanted to leave so then I'm just thinking on the fly here, but do you think that they wanted to do that so that like his parents could maybe say like, okay, now you can let her go. Like she's leaving, like pick one of the other ones. Like, were they trying to steer that way that they, I don't know. (sighs) It just seemed like they they had all these beats that they wanted to get. So that they could say like, oh yeah, Susie met the parents too. So there's no spoilers, you know, (laughs) like you don't know. It could be her or um, it was really strange. And then but she does say like oh wait where did they close it at that point with just that you know like for the end of the episode i think um with her leaving the parents house like yeah and then we talked to we talked to caitlin rodney and um cassie and i found it, it to your point this situation felt similar to colton season so I thought it was interesting that they brought in Cassie, somebody who they haven't really like mm-hmm. talked up at all. Um, and hmm, I thought it was interesting that Cassie wanted to be there. Yeah, yeah. I, I I don't know how to really put this in words, but like, I hope it's because she wanted to be there, not like she felt like she had to. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think it's probably hard to um relive a situation. Um, that ended badly and like you know ended in like a restraining order mm-hmm. um, I thought it was interesting to get her perspective because she has been through a very similar situation of that and I thought her insight was appropriate and fitting and helpful yeah like I hope it's not because she feels pressured <laughs> I hope she's like staying because she wants to like if she chooses to stay 
um, or continue, which, you know, really alludes to that. Yeah. Obviously like you're going to feel pressured if it's like, you know, the other two are not here. Like I'm only choosing you. Um, what was interesting to me too. Um, I noticed that Clayton or not, not Clayton Colton was on like that same day, like the day before or on the Ben and Ashley I podcast. I'm like, okay, a little curious. Like I know he's on that show, um, mm-hmm. like the celebrity survivor type show beyond the edge, but like to kind of come out ahead, like I'm going to have an appearance kind of thing. Like as he, he got word that she was going to be on. And I think like, you know, when people saw that she was going to be on, I think people were thinking like she was going to have like a one-on-one with Jesse Palmer, like talking about the situation. I guess like it mm-hmm. could have gone there if like they had a bunch of like airtime or whatever that they had to fill. But yeah, I think it was good that she like hopefully like wanted to be there and could like choose what she wanted to talk about and, and all of that. But that was interesting that, like, okay, he has to like come on and like um, make his own appearance and, because he was always kind of like critiqued for always promoting himself at different times. Yeah. So. And then I I felt like night one ended pretty like suddenly after that segment. Yeah. And then, I mean, I thought Caitlin has an interesting perspective. um, Of being too in the moment. Yeah. I thought that was interesting. mm -hmm. And then that it can really hurt people. Right. Um, But like sort of relating to Clayton from the lead perspective. And then Rodney, like, is friends with Clayton. So what can he really say? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, as much as I love Rodney, I don't think he really added anything to this conversation. Yeah. We also got a promo for the, the Hulu trailer, the premiere for the Kardashians. I um, turned off the TV at that moment. <laughs> You're not going to be tuning in? No. What? No. And I was like, I'm not wasting my time. I have to watch enough because I, I watched the second hour on Tuesday, of course. Mm-hmm. I was like, I have two hours of Bachelor to watch tonight. I am not watching this extra five minutes. Exactly. And then, um, yeah, so Clayton just kind of says, like, through the meeting of the family, he didn't stop. It didn't stop him from thinking about Susie. Do you think part of it is, like, Susie's the unknown? Susie's, like, yeah. the chase? Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Um, I love how his dad was like, you're grasping at straws. Like, just like, they really, like, multiple times are trying to talk him out of this. And it's like, they're the voice of reason here. Um, and then, yeah, it kind of closes with um, Jesse saying, like, we don't know how it ends, but you're going to know, like, tomorrow for certain how it ends. Um, and then he kind of teases, like, about the bachelorette like you may think you know who it is but you actually don't so i guess like they kind of a little wordplay there i guess throughout like the announcement mm-hmm. as well but um i think we all had an idea of who the options were so yeah we didn't think of that twist but. i was starting to like hearing all of this i was really starting to think it was teddy okay yeah because she did get that little bit of a push mm-hmm. um yeah, that would have been interesting, but it would have been cruel to have like the two women like thinking like that they are being considered. Like obviously they've signed all the paperwork and then it's like, yeah. it's not Gabby. It's not Rachel. It's like some random person. Um, so we see like a bunch of random people in the audience. I thought it was night two. Clearly see Genevieve next to Aaron and then James. Oh, like, how shady was that? Yeah. <laughs> and then Shanae was like in an 
nearby. And you know who else was there? Um, Trish from Jesse Palmer's original season. Like how random. Stop. Yeah. So was she like a finalist or anything? She was like the villain. She was the one who oh. like showed up like to one of his dates after she had been eliminated, which like at oh. that time was like, whoa, like who has done that? You know, like who would do that? Like, mm-hmm. um, and I believe she's a cast member in the scorned. <laughs> so, <gasps> oh my word. <laughs> I haven't thought about the scorned in a long time, nor yeah. have I ever seen it, but you know, it's a horror movie after all right exactly so yeah what were these people doing there uh, i i i don't know and neil lane knows, was there i can't i can't even like begin to speculate what was happening yeah neil lane that's how he got gets his appearance fee i guess it's like well you weren't in iceland so you just show up and wink at the camera wave and raise your eyebrow like hmm, maybe something's happening tonight but mm-hmm. Um, so the night to the footage in Iceland it starts off with Jesse going to visit Susie saying I've got some news that I think is going to change everything for you if you're up for it I think you should see Clayton today Um, and yeah this is when she has um, the family visit we see the family sitting there and the dad kind of saying like I think chances are slim to none that she'll show up Um, and then she shows up so uh yeah, and it was weird. And then he's like, um, oh, do you want to sit down? And she was like, No, I don't want to have this conversation in front of your parents. It's already weird enough that I had to meet them in this situation. Right. Yeah, I think what did he think? Like we're just gonna like that he could bypass the whole discussing it and that she was just back there to like enter the uh, again, final three. Probably because he just has no sense of like how they feel or like can even speculate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, like when we first heard him talking about Susie, I thought maybe the scenario would go that, okay, he can't stop thinking about her. He's going to invite, see if she wants to kind of come back and that we'd for the first time have like a final three um, at this later stage of meeting the parents. And I thought maybe they would really love to have that moment, which would have been very cruel to the other two, but of like the shocked faces of Rachel and Gabby when Susie showed up at the next rose ceremony or something, you know, like adding a rose ceremony. Yeah, um, oh my that would God. Have been a twist. But yeah, Susie's not having it. Um, I think she just thought like, okay, we'll have like more closure. We'll like talk it out. But mm-hmm. she was not going there to stick around. Um, she well, talks about. And yeah. it is too fresh for her to just yeah. be like, you know what? I changed my mind. No, like I, I, I completely understand where she's coming from. She's like, no, mm-hmm. I'm not going to just change my mind. I'm still absolutely thrown by this. It's been like, it's been like 48 hours. Yeah. And I think he was thinking that maybe the same way that he had been thinking about her, she was thinking about him and saying like, Oh, actually now I see his side and like, it doesn't bother me anymore. I've had some time away. Like maybe he just thought that she was totally over at that point or re- willing to keep going. But I really liked when she spoke about how she felt of his treatment of her yes really concerning at that you know the way that he dealt with her decision um that it was so humiliating that she felt like um a stray dog that he was shooing away uh, when he was just like putting her in the car like telling her to leave so you know things that it seemed like more like she had he was expecting her to like kind of embrace him come back accept him and she's like no here's the things i couldn't say in the moment yeah um so that was really great um 
But yeah, what's interesting at this point, he hasn't um, broken up with the other two by this no. point. <laughs> so um, he didn't get any indication, you know, that Susie wanted to stay with him. Again, um, I don't think he can like put himself in anyone else's shoes but his own because mm-hmm. i think you're right he just is like has not stopped thinking about Susie and just assumed that she's thought the same way and that hasn't really been the case right yeah she seemed pretty chill when like jesse showed up both times like she's just kind of like okay hi hanging out here like just doing what you need me to do um so yeah it probably wasn't her head i would think that yeah i'm a contender to be the bachelorette i'm gonna play nice and like She's processing that, you know, Clayton's not my person. And we hear her say that later on. Um, so he says, like, he owes it to the other two to tell them everything and ultimately break up with them. Um, we see Gabby and Rachel sitting together, kind of like how they were before the fantasy suite dates. Usually I don't think the, they ever put, like, the final two mm-hmm. together so mm-hmm. they're really questioning like hey did you have another date because usually when you have the final two you kind of have your another like glamorous Last date, final date. Yeah. yeah and okay you didn't you, i didn't either so like he's obviously made that choice not to have these dates so they know something's up they're very like concerned and he walks in <laughs> sits down and just really <sighs> matter-of-factly is saying that he like like Gabby called or was it Rachel? Rachel called it a group breakup. It was. It, it was. was. It was like instead of a group date. And like I don't understand why he had them in the same room. There, he must have had some say in that. I'm sorry, <laughs> he must have had some say. It's it like no one else would consider that. Yeah. And like you got to do that one on one so that you can have those conversations with them. Having the group ba- breakup is insulting. It yeah. it makes it seem like. Like there, I don't know. I'm just I'm think, so perplexed by this decision. Yeah, you would think from the rose ceremony before you would, you would know. That you would think that didn't work so no. well. I had to have my time one on one. So I heard his explanation in an interview was that maybe that they could support each other in that moment. Oh my god, what a dumb dumb. Yeah. So. <sighs> Yeah. yeah this was an absolutely infuriating moment um mm-hmm. it was shocking it was so shocking i couldn't believe it was happening um i'm so proud of both women with how uh mm-hmm. they were able to i don't know not i not get arrested for like yeah. i he's such an idiot he's such an idiot and like <sighs> gaddy lees she's just like i'm I'm done here. There's nothing else for me to say. I love that from her. I think that's mm-hmm. a great move. Um, Clayton then like follows her. He doesn't. So what do you what oh, do you yeah. do here? Do you like a, you do you like comfort Rachel who's right in front of you, or do you get up and leave with the person who left? Yeah, I think you comfort the person there because like she's she's rightfully like wants to leave. I don't. It was weird that he was following her. I thought, um, and then to try to to try to like be like, yeah, can I walk you out? This is not a normal situation. This is not like the typical, okay, you're the one that I didn't choose. And, you know, I need to explain myself. Like you just broke up with, I don't know, like you basically said all you need to say because that's how you treated her. So, yeah. Well, and so like strange. I love, I love Gabby getting up and she's just like, that's it, I think for me. And it's just yeah. so no, done. You situation. Can't walk me out. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like, and she, everything she said was like so perfect. It's like, were you thinking about this the entire time? Like, did you know this was going to happen? I and, think and she like, prepped herself a little bit more. Like, she seemed like as soon as he walked in, she knew. Like, whereas I think Rachel was still shocked. Like, especially after like going, I don't know, like stealing herself. I I think maybe because Gabby already went there as. Yeah. making that decision to leave mm-hmm. the first time then it's mm-hmm. like oh and now you reel me back in I give you the benefit of the doubt and then you're pulling this so yeah I think Rachel still couldn't get to that anger until after the final rose where she could like talk about those feelings and Rachel really was um, like she said I was the Devastated. only one fighting for this she was fighting until yeah. the last second like you're actually gonna put me in the car right now like you're gonna regret this and yeah two totally different but fair reactions yeah um and then yeah so gabby like she calls him out she explains to him why he's an idiot she he asked her to walk her out and she says no then we cut to their in-studio session and it's it's a little bit more of like what she had been saying and i think every point she made was just like an absolute home run she's totally right in everything she was saying Mm -hmm. mm-hmm mm-hmm yeah, and when we see this, it is like, how can the producers pick between the two of them? They are very different, but they both went through the same shit. You know? mm-hmm. um, and I could see that, like, Gabby's going to bring something that, based on these reactions, like, they're going to want somebody that's going to be really emotional, but they're also going to want, like, somebody that, like, can tell off, like, the wrong reasons guys so. yeah and like i wonder if like if rachel gets in a situation like if if gabby will tell her like hey i've heard he's not here for the right reasons and i will mm-hmm. say like before this announcement was even made one of my favorite moments and i feel bad that this is one of my favorite moments um was after when gabby did come back to that rose ceremony and she like apologizes to rachel for like taking that time and rachel's like no like are you okay and she's like yeah like are you okay like yeah that moment of support was really lovely for me to see and so i i, I do hope we get a whole season of that mm-hmm. yeah that like i got your back like nobody else here has your back like i do mm-hmm. yeah and to have them i'm sure up to that point of the announcement feeling like they were competing for that role too you know mm-hmm. like which they you know didn't want to do so well and it was so sweet that like you know when they're like oh you you deserve it um and they're like no you deserve it like they were right. just thrilled for each other right yeah that was really sweet um and it kind of makes sense that we see like all of the family there too because we mm-hmm. had both Gabby's family and um Rachel's family there so I guess the signs were there that they were going to do something um, maybe they had thoughts that it would be kind of a Katie Michelle type deal where they would do two seasons again but I'm glad they're not putting us through that me too and also like I'm glad they're not like actually like doing the vote thing right right um, it, it made me ooh, it made me very emotional when uh, Gabby's grandfather was like tearing up about how proud he was of her that she like stood up for herself um, I would say I was like less into like Rachel's parents reactions not that I don't think that they're like deservedly upset it's just that feels like a classic thing you know what I mm-hmm. mean like that's not anything new yeah or just like how 
um, her, yeah, he was tearing up and he ran to hug her. Like even, you know, when she came out for her hot seat segment, uh, what did you think of how they kind of split this up? So we see the Gabby leaving and then she gets her hot seat segment. So at that point, we don't really know, you know, obviously we know that he broke up with both of them, but we do the, the Gabby reaction first, her hot seat segment, then her time with Clayton. Then they go back to like airing, like they chunked it out that way. It Rachel. felt a little clunky, but I mm-hmm. don't know how other, what other way they could have done it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because I don't think, I, I think it would have been um, tone deaf to have both women come out and like yell at him during the hot seat. Yeah. And I think Gabby, she seemed, I think maybe because she was able to say her piece in Iceland, she was a little more um, calmer with him, I guess. Like she was sort of like, no, I don't think you're a bad person, but still like stood her ground. Um, whereas when Rachel, um, when he came out with Rachel, she had more of like the tough questions for him. And I really loved like how pointed she was with him. Like, why did you say this to me? Did you say this just to sleep with me? And, you know, he says no, but she like wouldn't even look at him. Like, she's, I just don't believe you. <laughs> so, I mean, how do you believe anything that guy says? I will say, like, I don't think that it was his intent. I do think he's the type of person that's like whoever's in front of him. Like, that's the scoop. Like, I, I, I don't. I, I, I again, I don't think he's malicious. I think he's just dumb. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I, she picked up on too that he didn't even shed a tear when he. Oh yeah, uh, well it's funny. I said that I was like, oh my god, he's like not even crying. And then, but Susie he cried is, when Susie left. Yeah, and then Rachel's like, he didn't even shed a tear. And it's like, yeah, yeah girl, you're right. You were right. right. Like mm-hmm. this guy sucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she says none of these emotions are for you or about you. Like she had told Jesse before, like. She doesn't have feelings for him anymore. She's moved past it. Um, Yeah, so no love lost there at that point. Mm -hmm. After those segments, we see uh, Jesse telling us that we're going to see Clayton pull the biggest Hail Mary in Bachelor history. And I I was just, I was like, oh no. What are we going to see? Oh no. (laughs) This whole time. And so basically she gets a letter it looked like it was really his handwriting, like a two-sided letter um, that ends with, you know, so we see Susie reading this, like, um, meet, it sort of was like, however long it takes you, I will be patiently waiting for you in the countryside. Um, and yeah, she is brought to a proposal site. <laughs> and I don't think she thought she was going there, even though she was all dressed in like her final finale dress. But, what a nightmare. Yeah. And we didn't see him picking out rings or anything, but he had a ring and he's like, this is how serious I am. Like, I've got a ring. And I don't know. I can. It was so awkward to watch. I hated it. I hated it so much. Because mm-hmm. they both did the thing like in a proposal site, like where you say your statements to each other. And, you know, like she says, there's no doubt about our connection and the love that I have for you. Um, but I don't have the kind of love that you have. Is this where you thought was like kind of bachelorette mm. audition like the fact that she's yeah. like going there and kind of affirming him but yet not choosing him yeah yeah it's like and he said like i'll keep fighting until you tell me that there's no that you know i'm not 
the person for you. And she's like, I don't think you're my person. Like, yeah, for so real. That should be closure. <laughs> um, she leaves. Um, and then we get this scene with Jesse saying, for the first time in Bachelor history, like our lead is rejected by, you know, his final choice and leaves single. And then there's a big pause and he does the dramatic, or is he? Um, and then we'll find out that's not where the journey ends. Only Clayton can tell us. And we come back from the break. We have a segment with Clayton. And it's very awkward how he's phrasing things. Like, I was reached out to by someone after my season. The yeah, last like, person I expected I, to reach out. Was there any point where you're thinking it wasn't Susie? I was because I was just like, why would Me you too. phrase it this way? Me too. But Absolutely. I, could, I was racking my brain like who it could be because like it didn't make sense. That it would be serene because we already saw her, you know, um, I guess that's maybe why they had all these random people in the audience too, to just sort of like, okay, Shanae's there, Genevieve, right. uh, Serene's there. But, and then they have like this, they're panning on this woman's legs. I'm like, could it be that Kira girl? That yeah, like that's almost what I shot? thought. Like, who could it be? Because um, he said it's the last person he thought would reach out. But well, yeah, this, this is clever. not the last person I thought would reach out. No, I was like, Susie is like the only. It's the most expected person I thought would reach out. Right. I guess. And yeah, we maybe if we hadn't had the segments with Gabby or Rachel, I could see, oh, maybe like they rekindled something and realized like, no, that was the strongest connection. But so. Yeah, not too many options. Um, maybe if we hadn't had a woman tell all, but it was like, oh, could it be someone from another season? <laughs> like, who would be that into Clayton? But yeah, it's just Susie. Susie comes out. Yeah. And they're together, I guess. I mean, good for them. I hope yeah. they find happiness. I hope it seems it sounds like they kind of work through anything that they needed to work through for this. Um, I wonder if... Uh, Susie wasn't getting the bachelorette call and uh, decided to call Clayton see if that would work out. Right, right. <laughs> Am I being too cynical? Uh, I don't think so. I think, um, you know, with, I think she was like definitely who would have been the bachelorette in any other season, like if he had progressed with someone else. But after what he pulled, you know, to the other two women, that's where, you know, the, like she almost like, removed herself from the situation too early. Like mm -hmm. we didn't get to see like her big heartbreak because we saw two other like more dramatic, you know, story like, arcs. Because she left. Yeah. And I think af like the reason she left that she didn't want like multiple fantasy suites going on. I think they're like, well, that's not what we want for a lead. We want like someone that's going to sleep with multiple people and have Fair. the same mess again. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know if like she then had the time, but yeah, she reached out to him and they have been talking a lot and I guess he's moving out to Virginia. And Good for him. I feel like we never get the guy moving through. So I'm thrilled by that development. That is that's a good thing. I was I thought for sure they'd just be moving to LA. So I'm glad that this is what's happening. Good mm -hmm. for them. Mhm. Mm yeah, it's just hard to be like truly happy for them. Yeah, because we didn't really get to see any like typical like love story ending with like those final dates because those didn't happen. 
So I felt like I saw the Gabby and Rachel connections more and was buying into that more like, wow, he'd be like lucky to end up with either of those two. And, and then it's kind of like, well, why, why do we watch all this? Like we could have just watched this finale and been good. We could have just watched a night two and been good with like, okay, I guess I know all I need to know, but yeah. Um, he pulls like a little move, like, okay, let me just go get something. Of course, Jesse's teasing that Neil Lane is there. No chance I thought I there would that. actually be a proposal. She was like, it's not a ring. It's not going to be a ring. Like, leave me alone. Yeah. She was like <laughs> shooting daggers like, this is not a ring, right? And he just goes and gets a final rose. And I thought that was cute. Yeah. So will you finally accept this? And she accepts that. They've done like their people photo shoot and everything. So it's just, yeah, not a typical ending, but I think it would have been more impactful if he did leave single but if this is what they both want and Susie didn't feel I guess I buy it a little more because she didn't choose to like go with the happy ending at the rose ceremony at the end so I think she like took her time and thought about it it didn't seem it seemed like she was the one who reached out wasn't like Clayton not leaving her alone which I appreciate right right Uh, so then we have the bachelor announcement and it's jesse again doing that thing like i was give you a hint. i was really disappointed when he said it's not um it's oh god it's not gabby i was like oh i know and then he was like it's not rachel i was like okay teddy then like right and then no some it's people are thinking um Tasha. oh <laughs> because it's like well she didn't really get that season yeah i guess so. the season um so that would have been exciting but again i think she's taking a break from them taking a break yeah but yeah i guess i don't know i think his delivery should have been more like i can give you a hint it's not gabby or rachel like the way he broke it up like i'm like i don't know that's quite right like it it is gabby it is rachel so (laughs) it's not gabby or rachel um i guess that's the way they got away with it but um yeah uh he was kind of teasing like who do you think it is um I think people maybe were saying Teddy or Serene in the audience. And mm-hmm. then they both come up. They're both very excited. Do you think that was the first they were learning of it? Or was that acting when they announced it? Oh, they both seem pretty surprised. Mm-hmm. I thought so, too. Yeah. Um, I think they were sitting there both, like, wondering. You know, I think they knew that they were the ones in consideration. And were, mm-hmm. like, doing that almost like that pageant thing, like, where you're Gonna you're be like excited prepared. for other person. Yeah. yeah. It would be says, cruel for them to like if they, if they to, were just picking, just picking one, one, it would have been cruel to just so have cruel. them like have to decide, not decide, but like show their emotions on stage like that. I know that would have been bad and have their family there and stuff. So mm-hmm. yeah. Hopefully that they had some thought that that could work that way. But yeah, so I'm excited for them. Um I thought it was cute the way that they were supporting each other up there and it'll be interesting to see what they do and how how the show is structured do you think they'll do like group dates all together and separate one-on-ones or will they do double dates or oh i think they might do like a combo of both or like they might have like separate group dates so that like everyone's kind of getting a date where i feel like in those first couple of weeks um not everybody's getting a date so i think mm-hmm. that could be an interesting way to go around it yeah, I think it'll be interesting too. like, you know, early on, it's usually two group dates, one one on one. So maybe there'd be like 
two one-on-ones and like a group date with one lead and a group date with another lead. And maybe Mm -hmm. some guys aren't getting picked for either or getting picked for both could cause some drama in the house. Like, yeah. um, Yeah. It'll be interesting. It sounds like they're still sticking with like around 30 guys. Maybe that could change too. I could see them maybe having like more supersized, like 40 guys on the first night. And I wonder if it could even be kind of like if they draw inspiration from, f-boy island where <laughs> like at a row ceremony like they each kind of ha- can pick a certain amount number right. and then they yep. get mad if somebody is like a limit wait i thought you were gonna pick this one you know yeah for sure <laughs> so yeah i'm happy i'm happy with that choice um i know there's some general concern about them being like pit against each other mm-hmm. um but i hope the bachelor realizes that the reason we are excited about them together is is the friendship aspect is i love I, we never hear people say like gabby said i'm a girl's girl like right. i i'm like sticking up for my girls like that is how it is i feel like we rarely see that and mm-hmm. i think it would be such a shame for them to like try and pit these two women against each other Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree. All right, let's get into our questions. That's what people yeah. are wondering about. All right. Um, this is from George. So he says, for our bonus points, uh, carried over from last week, Kaylee gets five points for correctly guessing who the women were that Clayton said he was in love with and still is with you, Susie, Gabby, Rachel. Um. Outstanding guesses are, will there be a traditional proposal at the end of this? You both said yes, so we got that wrong. Um, I thought I said no. Oh, okay. Huh. I don't know. Where Maybe. will the next Bachelorette come from? Um, you said women to all. I said final three. Um, <laughs> do I get two points for that? <laughs> I guess so. Uh, new questions for this week. Uh, we, I think we answered these offline, right? We did. Uh, I texted them to you. Okay, so we'll skip those for now and George will just add those on, but he has tweeted wait, out yeah, the Wait, say them, and then I can tell. Oh, okay. I, I can say what we answered, oh, and then great. George can do the math. Okay, so this is what George had sent us. Um, in the preview, we see Jesse approaching and knocking on a door. Who is behind the door? I think we both got that right. Is yeah, Susie? we both said Susie. Does Clayton attempt to propose to anyone on the Monday finale or Tuesday show prior to the live portion of After the Final Rose? We both said no. Do you okay. think we? Do you think that's a a correct no? Attempt to propose. I, he just showed a ring. I don't think he yeah. was going to use it. Uh, we'll leave that up to George to decide. Yeah, I think he was just like, "This is how serious I am." I looked at rings. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. we have to show a ring from Neil Lane in this show. So, uh, will we see Kira or any Bachelor alumni other than the final three appear on after the final rose to shoot their shot with Clayton? Oh, I said yes. You said no. Yeah, but maybe you thought you were right for a little while there with that, that tease. <laughs> we did definitely get a lot of alumni there, but yeah, no one no one is, is buying stock in Clayton right now. No. Will Jesse invite anyone to paradise? Yes or no? Um, we both said no one. Okay. Um, because they were both the leads, so I guess he can't. Oh wait, maybe I think oh I, I, I thought confused. I said yes. You said, yeah, you, oh gosh. I said no, you said yes. Okay, sorry, I got confused. That went wrong. Um, At the end of After the Final Rose, who will be with Clayton? Rachel, Susie, Gabby, someone else, or no one? We both said no one for that. 
I guess that was wishful thinking. And will the next Bachelorette be announced before the end of After the Final Rose? I said yes, and you said no. All right. Uh, and then he says, Whew, are we glad that's over? A few random thoughts. Did you see Kira posted on Twitter saying she was taking back shooting her shot on women to all? She doesn't want Clayton after all. Hilarious. <laughs> Did you see Genevieve and Aaron were sitting together in the finale audience? Well, Aaron yeah. was between Genevieve and James. Big story. Yes. Uh, he says, I expect Shanae will be in VIP. Do you think she will continue to play into the villain character or go with a revised narrative? She's so dumb that she probably will just go into. Well, she doesn't think she's a villain, though. She doesn't think what yeah, anything she's, she's doing herself. Drunk, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, the past few seasons, at least one contestant has been formally invited to Paradise. Since we didn't get that, are there any from this cast you are looking forward to seeing on VIP? Hmm. I think Serene. Yeah, Serene, Teddy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those those two I'm really into. I'm sure we'll see like Hunter or somebody, I'm maybe sure even Elizabeth. Yeah, I'm sure Shanae is there, Genevieve for sure. Um, do you think Sarah will come? Sarah. The one who, Sarah is. She's the one who was lying about Clayton's tears. Oh, yeah, I do. I could see her being hit like, as another type of villain. <laughs> doesn't mm-hmm. say it's some drama. Um, did you watch Joe Millionaire? I was a fan of the show having two leads, but feel part of the success was related to casting a different group of contestants than we see on The Bachelor. I did not watch it. Did you? I didn't either. So I was going to ask you, like, oh, like, I, a lot of people had brought up Joe Millionaire to us, and I wasn't sure if it was just because of this or, like, something else at the end happened. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I guess they had two leads, and they had to kind of decide who is the real millionaire kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would be kind of curious how they structured those dates and things. Uh, how much could casting play a major role in this bachelorette season? And how different will it be having two female leads versus the two male leads on Joe Millionaire? So we can't speak to that. Uh, casting is interesting because obviously they can be attracted to the same guy because they were. But I would like, I'm interested to see like how their tastes differ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And knowing with when it was Caitlin and Brett, that was totally for show. Like they had decided it would be Caitlin. Like they would cast two. They would know. They wouldn't go into a season mm-hmm. not knowing who they're going to have. They'd have to yeah. find out all these things. So I don't think Brett or Caitlin really knew that. But based on the guys that were there and how they voted, I think they, they would know going in like, they ask like who would you be excited to see and i'm sure with casting they're gonna say like who do you think is more your type and what you know what are your thoughts about these two and um hopefully they'll try to balance it but they might yeah for drama they might lean like 2010 you know like yeah but also people's opinions can change once they meet in person as well it's like one might be their physical type but maybe the personality is something else and it goes a different way or they're not compatible so yeah, I could see um, hopefully that, you know, they do cast like strong people for both and just yeah. kind of like overall quality people. But of course, they're going to have the the villains that they the wrong reasons people that they have to cast as well. And then George says, finally, where do you rank the season on the list of most dramatic ever? I think it's pretty high on the drama, mm-hmm. like all the way through. Mm hmm. Yeah, I still feel like the ones where 
with the switcheroo are the most dramatic where it's like someone is proposed to chosen and then is broken. Like where there's yeah. such a shift from the after the final rose. But yeah, but I feel like that's like a specifically dramatic moment mm-hmm. where I felt like there was so much drama throughout this whole season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I feel like other like on RE season, other than that proposal, what <laughs> was there a, like a dramatic part about it? Right. No, it was just the fact that he, you know, suddenly didn't want to be with Becca and yeah. was going on. But which was strange too because Lauren was so invisible in that season because that I think it would have been more dramatic if they knew that was the result, but it like all happened after, you know, I think they couldn't like edit the show towards that, like to really show his connection with Lauren more. Yeah. And then, because he was still with Becca when his, at the beginning of the season, (laughs) like when a bunch of the episodes were already in the can. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Missy Rice. Well, we kind of talked about this, which says, "How excited are you that the Bachelorette won't be on TV until July?" So, Missy, like, Haley has conflicted feelings. <laughs> I have conflicted feelings. I'm, I'm excited, but also like, I'm gonna miss you. Yeah, what was not that we're like not gonna talk, but right. it's just still like, oh, it's like the the weekly like this has been like kind of that constant like we talked about like early on like in like quarantine like like, we need these shows we need like music from the heart or listen to your heart so i i I loved listen to your heart i still would yeah i would still take that one back but you know what just thinking about it there's still that senior bachelor (laughs) maybe they're gonna be throwing that in somewhere it'll just pop up when we least expect it uh kristen messicap if we if we're keeping the theme of the host looking like the lead, who should host the upcoming Bachelorette? Any other host lead combos we should consider? Um, I need to read to you what uh, someone said. Let me see. Let me see. <laughs> um, I just got to pull it up. I'm thinking like, you know, Gabby reminds us of Caitlin. So I'm like, get Caitlin her job back. <laughs> Um, Anna said Rachel kind of looks like a young Trista I'm stretching it here and Gabby kind of looks like Jillian or maybe Deanna honestly a Jillian Alley hosting combo could be fun since they like Jesse also have the experience yeah let's just get new hosts all the time (laughs) Uh, Jillian I think would be a good host yeah Uh, Kristen Zucked oh yeah get Jillian and Caitlin together the Canadians that would be fun yeah Kristen Zucked who do you love the most well amy obviously (laughs) yes obviously um yeah i think that will become a phrase like (laughs) that cannot be uttered on the show like that'll be another like i don't know that'll be like the clip that they they keep showing i love you the most Mm -hmm. brandon weber the way Susie was saying she loves Clayton and he's her boyfriend at the live show reminded me of how Katie talked about Blake at the end of her season. Oh, interesting. Will this relationship last, especially without a $200,000 down payment bribe? <laughs> I think it will last longer um, because I feel like Katie was kind of grasping at straws just to make the situation work. Mm. Um, where I think... Um, them taking the time like Susie and Clayton taking the time in between the season um 
ending and now and trying to figure out what the scoop is and having like less pressure on it. um, I think that's a little bit better of a foundation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's a a very astute observation though, where it's just kind of like, it's so early. They don't, I'm sure they haven't spent that much time together. So the like the move will be kind of a trial run i think you know it's not like he's moving there forever maybe but well and i I like what he said about like i want to give this a real shot and to do that i'm moving to virginia and i think that's great where it seemed like with katie and blake neither of them were really willing to like relocate and it's like san diego so yeah it's like you should have had that conversation beforehand Mm -hmm. yeah so yeah what i do appreciate is that it seems like a more real world type of relationship because they didn't have a, they didn't have those like fantastic dates at the end and like this rush like conversation with his family about you know or feeling like they had to have a proposal and they didn't feel like they had to have a proposal here so it is just kind of like normal dating after this mm-hmm. <laughs> they've, but they've just had to go through you know unexpected trials and tribulations that you wouldn't in a normal situation usually uh and then Brandon's other question is, why did Clayton say it was all worth it with no qualifying words about how much he destroyed Rachel and Gabby? I've said this before. Yep. I'll say it one more time. He's dumb and doesn't get how other people feel. I think he should have very much gone with like, I am happy that this journey has led me to Susie. I regret how things happened along the way. Yeah, and and I've learned from my mistakes. And I think a dose of like I'm really grateful that Susie's giving me another chance after, you know, like that really tough conversation and how I didn't I acted out of, you know, character or whatever, you know, just that like I would have liked a different path or something. Um yeah, cuz there's a lot to regret there. Uh Angel Woodrum, I'm very nervous about the two bachelorette thing. I love that they will have each other. But do we trust production to not pit them against each other? Based on Jesse saying there's 30 guys about to step out of a limo, I'm assuming the 30 guys will be for both of them, not 15 for Rachel and 15 for Gabby. I do not foresee this going well, which is sad because I love both of them so much. I'm going to remain cautiously optimistic about this situation. What would be like your ideal, like, okay, obviously there has to be some kind of drama going on and like what would be like kind of a I don't know ideal like dramatic moments for you like to get enjoyment out of it or do you think you would just enjoy like do you want to see them like wrestle with like they both really like someone not really because that feels obvious to me I Mm -hmm. think I want them to be very supportive as good friends to each other instead of like we used to have like these bachelor people come in and have conversations like we're having those conversations every week with each other Mm -hmm. um I would say the drama I want to see here is Gabby like having a good connection with a guy, Rachel having a good connection with a guy, Gabby's guy tell Gabby like I I know you and Rachel are close. I don't think this guy's here for the right reasons. Mm. I've heard him say this, she gets this, and the this. Intel, yeah. And then Gabby goes to Rachel and be like, "Hey, this is what I heard." And it's like, does Rachel believe the guy she has a connection with or does she believe Gabby's Mm. intuition about what the guy Gabby has a connection with is saying is happening right yeah that could be good I could also 
think it can be interesting if like one of them really has like a ton of success and one of them is just like, okay, my person's not here and like having like supporting one of them through that. Like, you know what? Like I'm at the final four and I'm not feeling like I want to move forward or something. Well, and is our final four going to be like two for each of them or is it going to be like a final eight? That, yeah, that's interesting. What's the math going to be here? Yeah. Maybe I could see them doing like a hometown thing on a location kind of like maybe three sets of parents for each are coming to wherever they're having their fantasy suite dates or something. You know, I can't see them going to eight hometowns. Yeah. But hey, they've got they've got the budget. They could do it, I suppose. But yeah, we're really going to need Doug to join us for the eight city (laughs) hometown (laughs) tour. That sounds like his dream. Uh, then Josh Green, what was more shocking, the ending to Clayton's season or the fact that Cassie Randolph of all alumni was at part one of this finale? Gosh, both were really like, <laughs> I, you know, what? I feel like I could have taken a guess at the finale, but I couldn't have guessed. That, no, um, we would not have drawn Cassie. her name. Like if we no. were drafting, like she would have fallen way down after like everyone from Michelle's season, everyone, you know, like. Yeah, all the past leads. Like, yeah, we just would not have picked that. I could have seen like Brad Womack showing up before Cassie Randolph because it's like, oh, you know, you didn't end up with anyone. Mm-hmm. Tim Shields, where does Clayton fall on the Sean to Jake scale? Okay, so Jake's at the bottom, not Juan Pablo. Uh, Sean Low, like based on like who follows the you know, tried and true path and like, yeah. has the three and kids. Picket fence. And the thing is like, I don't think Clayton's a bad guy. Like I just, mm-hmm. I think he just doesn't have the emotional maturity necessary to have taken on this role. And I think that's what they were looking for. Like, I think him and Peter are very much cut from the same cloth where it's like, like they wanted they're someone not that guys. Just not mature. They just, yeah. Not. They just, they just couldn't get, they just didn't even have the maturity to realize they're, they weren't a per able to do something like that yeah i mean there's so many times on these these two episodes where i'm like he's so dumb like <laughs> just like how can mm-hmm. he like not see this so oh and then tim does say p.s is that the right scale see i don't know like jake was pretty bad um but yeah who is the worst bachelor probably juan pablo or i feel like juan pablo had the biggest fall from grace you know i just heard on Nick Vial's podcast, he revealed that a producer told him that Juan Pablo, I don't know why this came up, but just like the night one, like when they were just like getting one, like before, like they started filming or something, that Juan Pablo said something like, So where's all the bitches or something like that? Oh, and that no. all of the production was like, Whoa, what did we like? This guy is not good. <laughs> Who did we cast? Kind of thing. Oh, you know, no. They're like, oh, this is what we're dealing with. So, could you imagine all the different things he was saying throughout? Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Where are my bitches at? <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. Uh, Justin Feinberg, who betrayed Rachel and Gabby more? Clayton for declaring love for all of his final three, or Jesse Palmer for happily greeting. Rachel and Gabby on their way to the rose ceremony from hell, knowing full well what Clayton was about to tell them. How will Rachel and Gabby ever be able to trust Jesse on their bachelorette season after that monumental betrayal? This is a very good question because I think that's, that's a what great was, point. Like, what, how do they trust that dude? Yeah, like it was really weird that he 
really played up these greetings instead of just letting them walk up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, oh, how are you feeling after meeting the family? And or how are you feeling after fantasy suites? Are you looking forward to meeting the family? And uh, yeah. Oh, I guess he did announce that he is hosting too. Like, we kind of yeah. side note, I'll be there. <laughs> so I think we kind of figured that. But it is a bummer. Maybe. Okay, I'm just thinking of this now. Is this also part of an answer to people saying like, well, we really like to have the women. We liked having Tisha and Caitlin there to support the women through this. So it's like, well, we're keeping Jesse, but they can have another one there. Like they'll, they'll help each other because we're not having the mentor thing. That Maybe. People like. uh, Justin Feinberg also wants to know, is there anything more mortifying in life than confessing your sexy time transgressions to your parents as Clayton had to? I truly could not imagine something more horrific. Right. Like that is my nightmare. I'm like Justin wrote this comment and I met like I messaged back and said, honestly, if I ever get pregnant, like I'm mortified to tell my parents because I don't want them knowing like <laughs> how I got there. Uh, I know I knew you didn't want to like kiss at your wedding. <laughs> I can't like I, I just can't imagine having to admit to my family that I've intercourse with somebody. Like, it's just, like, it's, like, I'm getting, like, the chills thinking about it. Like, I'm getting the embarrassment hot sweats. Right. As far as they know right now, like, they can be ignorance is bliss, right? Yeah. You're married, absolutely. but who knows what's going on? Oh, we're married, but who cares? Yeah. yeah. No, I'm just, oh, like, uh, I, I, oh, I don't know. I just, I can't even think about it. Like, I brought out Ethan last week. I was like, I can't, I can't go through that. Like, they know how that happens. And I can't admit that to people. Like, that's how much of a prude I am. It's like, I can't. Oh, it, it's embarrassing thinking about having to tell people. I like have. Oh, what? I no, I can't do it. Uh, I mean, there are other ways, I think. I guess. Like but I can't, I'm separately. also cheap, so like I wouldn't. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah not oh. financially. Not yeah, affordable I'm just ways, I know, and I've always kind of like, I don't think anyone would think I'd go through that much effort to become a parent. <laughs> <sighs> All right, let's get to these draft results. Oh, I don't God. know if they're fully updated, but here's oh, where they are for the finale. This was, again, um, if you're just tuning into the show, George created an automated draft for us because I do think that first, I mean, they tried to switch it up later on, but I think that first trailer they showed us, I think it was Gabby and um, Lots of Rachel. Lots watch it. Yeah. Maybe now going back, we'll be like, oh, wait, it, it was totally different people. But um, he says, Amy pulls ahead with a 290 thanks to Susie with Final Rose. Oh, I guess she did get it. Yeah. Um, and mm-hmm. Rachel as the next lead. Haley has 261, aided by Gabby, also as the next lead. All right. This is proof that just leaving it up to chance, we ended up with the top three in our draft. It normally that doesn't happen. Wild? That is wild. And then he says, pause, but will the bonus point change? Who wins? Cue Jesse's raised eyebrow. Is that how Jesse got the host job that he can do that raised eyebrow thing? Probably. He put that into, into you. So the listeners you know, had lost their team. So they are at 195. I do think it'll be interesting. 
um, if we bring back a regular draft because we will have to make some changes. So, George, you have this long off season um, to think of how we might do a draft for two different leads. Like, do we have to name, hey, this lead is for this person, this lead is for this person, um, or this my number one choice, I'm drafting for Gabby, number two choice, I'm drafting this for Rachel. Do we have to call our shot that way? That could be interesting. But we've got some time to think about it. So that is where we're at with this season. Haley, any final words to close out this long bachelor chapter? I have some final takes from Doug. Also, I just want to like give another huge shout out to George. Yes. He really breathed new life into the draft for me this season. I had so much fun answering the the questions questions. every week. I think we need to keep those in. Yeah. As long as that's not like too much work for you, George, on a weekly basis. Like I love those questions. I hope that continues. Mm -hmm. And I think if we have someone drafting with us, we could just message them every yeah, week. They could be sent yeah. to them. They could... Yeah, George usually sends them to me early enough that I could we could easily do that. But yeah, George George has been with us for a long time. Like we would not be doing the draft still without George. Right, <laughs> definitely not. We would have given up many years ago. Yeah, or yeah, he could put the questions to the listeners or something like yeah. a twenty four hour poll or something. Oh, they could kind of be on a, the what on a the great idea. The, they could be like join whoever our our draft person is. Yeah. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Uh, okay, so Doug, um, he says, do you think they should have used the dramatic Icelandic choir music throughout both episodes? I would, it would have been more fun to have Tunil Arts have, oh, wait, sorry. Would it, would it have been more fun to have Tunil Arts been singing the sad music of the church? Mm. That would have been just more hilarious. It would have been. It would have been like a little shout out to us. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like other shows should use this shock reaction picture in picture box. I'd, I'd like <laughs> to know so if Rachel's dad is similarly upset when his favorite football team loses. I, mean, I thought it was like interesting when they'd like show Rachel's dad during like Gabby scenes or like Gabby's yeah. grandfather during Rachel scenes. Right. Yeah. I would have been so angry if I was in the audience and then like you would not think that would be happening. And <laughs> Yeah, I can just I don't think it's very flattering. <laughs> um I know people have been crap, crapping on the sound designers this season, but they're there uh but their work to make sure we heard the echoes of Rachel crying while Clayton stupidly talked to Jesse was a thing of beauty. Yeah. That was a wild moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um I think Clayton's dad might be a really great bartender in paradise and he could use the money to go well with the sponsorship that he, his wife and, and their two other sons. One. Okay. Okay. One who looked like a version of me where every feature was more attractive. Have egged with BNB Airbnb. I was like, I, it's funny. I was like, that guy kind of looks like Doug. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. The one with the glasses. I was nice to teeth. I was like, that guy looks like Doug. <laughs> I was like, that guy looks like Doug if, like, he was the brother of Clayton. <laughs> right. And that guy, he had Clayton's exact voice, but he looked he looked so different. I felt like was, all the brothers looked different. Yeah, yeah, it was funny. Oh, that's hilarious. Um, I love that Cassie tried to cloak her jabs at Colton as advice for Susie instead. It was almost as exciting as Demi not clapping whenever Clayton said anything. Or oh, yeah, when Demi the was there, too. <laughs> yeah, for what reason? She was, like, besides Sinead, too, question mark? Yeah. Um, Do you think they had some plan? Because Jesse kind of alluded, like, and hey, we got a lot more alumni here. 
I don't something. Know, maybe but... maybe something. Oh, I was gonna say maybe something got cut, but it was all live, so I don't know. Yeah. Um. Would you rather be referred to as second choice or collateral damage, or to have a crowd of screaming women scream woo and clap after you said anything like they did for Jesse at the beginning of night two? Um. I think I'd rather be collateral damage. <laughs> I think so. I got like way too many cheers at the beginning. <laughs> yeah. Uh, was one of the biggest red flags when Clayton said he wanted to respect Susie's time and then asked her to meet him mere hours after that. Um, And then in conclusion, Clayton was a jackass who clearly didn't realize the cameras that were following him around were recording. The way he treated all three of these women was really shitty. Equally puzzling is how the hell they're going to have two leads for an entire season. I think it will be a fresh new way to watch, but it could also play the women against each other. If they are into the same guy, most confusing of all is why they elected to allow Jesse to host the bachelorette. Was he given another chance by the producers because his neptitude helped fuel the most dramatic ending ever? Will the women realize that they in fact love each other more than any man? That's my hope personally. Um, And will Clayton be hunted down by Rachel's dad? I can't wait to hear the answers to all these questions and more as the drama continues next season. Enjoy your well-earned break and see you again for hometowns. Yay. Yeah, there'll be an interesting hometown, so we'll see. Well, we've got Doug locked in, so that's good. That's good. We have some we won't need to, to have to schedule on then. Um yeah, that's it for me. I think we've exhausted it. I think um I think I've actually like enjoyed watching last season as sick as that sounds. Like I feel <laughs> like it was actually an interesting season. I feel mm-hmm. bad that Gabby and Rachel had to go through what they went through, but I think it will work out for them in the end anyway. I think like this is the better situation for them. Yeah, yeah. At least that that can soften the blow for sure. So good for them. Um, Haley, where can people find you in the well, off season? Yeah, if you want to listen to more of me, um, you can check me out on the Top Chef for Hap Up. Um, if you want to check out, um, you know, my social media handles at strong underscore on Twitter and Instagram. Um, hopefully now that I have like my Mondays free again, I can get back to reading. Like I truly have not read a book <laughs> since December, except I've, I have reread the Bridgerton book that the next season is based on hmm. for, I would say, and I wish I was joking about the 15th time. Oh my gosh. Wow. Since July, I've read that probably about 15 times. It's just an easy read. What can I say? It was my favorite <laughs> one. So I'm really looking forward to that season and the coverage of that. Um, and of course, check out everything going on the reality TV wrap up feed. What a thrill. Yes. And you can find me on Twitter at RHAP Recapper. Um, until I was going to say until July, but I'm sure. Until, we'll be. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you'll hear from us. Yes. Um, thanks again for sticking through us through the season. Uh, I know some parts of it were not always fun and thanks for sticking with us for the last 10 months. It's been a, it's been a thrill. Am I going to yes. cry? No, I'm not going to cry. <laughs> Maybe I'll cry. Well, I will let you do that. I will give you your privacy. Uh, Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> Until next time. I can't wait to come back in like three weeks and be like, listen, actually, here's how I was feeling. Right. (laughs) All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Bye. Bye.